It's Monday, December 19th, and this is Brian with the Morning News. Give us five minutes and we'll give you the headlines you need to know to be in the know. Jews in Ukraine waging a war between darkness and light lit a giant menorah on Sunday night to start the eight-day Hanukkah holiday as tens of thousands remained without electricity and Russia's nearly 10-month war produced new victims. Dozens gathered in Maiden Independence Square in the capital Kiev at sundown to light the first candle of what local Jewish leaders say is Europe's tallest menorah. They sang blessings under the flames of the menorah, which towered over the crowd and passing cars in frigid weather. Rabbi Meir Stambler, a leader of Ukraine's Jewish community, drew parallels to the story of Hanukkah, an eight-day commemoration of the rededication of the temple in Jerusalem by the Maccabees after their victory over the Syrians more than 2,000 years ago. When only enough oil was available to keep the temple candles lit for one day and night, the oil miraculously burned for eight nights and eight days, a feat now celebrated as the Jewish Festival of Lights. In other news, snow and rain are expected to create challenging travel conditions across much of the U.S. ahead of the holidays, followed by Arctic temperatures for Christmas weekend. A cold front headed east from the Rockies is expected to blow snow into the Midwest and Ohio Valley around midweek, just in time for the official start of winter on December 21st. The East Coast can expect icy rain and wind, the National Weather Service said. As soon as the precipitation stops, a powerful surge of cold Arctic air is going to sweep in for the weekend, according to the forecast. Temperatures across the central and eastern U.S. and the south will be anywhere from 20 to 30 degrees colder than usual through Christmas Day, said Zach Taylor, a National Weather Service meteorologist. The storm system expected to move eastward from the northern Rockies about midweek will dump accumulating snow on the Midwest, Ohio Valley, and Great Lakes region by Thursday, if not earlier. In world news, there were signs Sunday that negotiators were closing in on a historic deal at a UN conference that would be the most significant effort to protect the world's land and oceans and provide a critical infusion of money to save biodiversity in the developing world. China, which holds the presidency at the United Nations Biodiversity Conference, or COP15, released a draft framework Sunday morning that calls for restoring 30% of land and water considered important for biodiversity be conserved by 2030. Currently, 17% of terrestrial and 10% of marine areas are protected. It also calls for a redoubling of efforts to conserve threatened species, minimize the impacts of climate change, and reduce pollution. The draft also calls for raising $200 billion by the year 2030 for biodiversity and working to phase out or reform subsidies that could provide another $500 billion for nature. Back in the U.S., the House Select Committee investigating the January 6, 2021 riot at the Capitol is expected to vote Monday on potential criminal referrals to the Justice Department for former President Donald Trump and some of his allies related to an attempt to overturn the 2020 election results. The vote will amount to one of the final acts of the committee. Over nine previous public hearings this year, it laid out its case that Mr. Trump launched a campaign to reverse the election results and, in his efforts, summoned supporters to Washington and incited them to storm the Capitol. The hearings featured new disclosures and allegations regarding Mr. Trump's efforts to pressure state and government officials to help keep him in power, 
as well as witness testimony, often from senior Republicans and top officials from his own administration about his actions on the day of the riot. And, over more than 15 years in professional soccer, Lionel Messi had become a champion of nearly everything, and after taking soccer's highest individual prize, the Ballon d'Or, a record seven times, now he has a World Cup. It took one of the hardest matches of his career and the most thrilling final in World Cup history for him to get there. On a night of wild drama, Messi's Argentina coughed up a 2-0 lead in the final 10 minutes of regulation and finally prevailed over France in a 4-2 penalty shootout. Now you know, and you're ready to go with the morning news. Share this with a friend and subscribe to us wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. You can also sign up for our newsletter at themorningnews.com. Thank you for listening.